Hello and welcome to the latest podcast. I think this might be podcast six for my real estate advisor. I'm Guy Brown. So I'm going to be uh, driving back home, just dropped my wife off at work. And I live a million miles away from uh, from where she works in the city. So I just thought, well, I'll do a bit of a podcast while I'm driving back. See how we go. Um, so yeah, I thought, well, we'll talk about setting a real estate business up and networking, I think, to give you sort of an idea of um, why I've networked with the companies I've networked and maybe why you should possibly look at doing that yourself um, for your own business or even if you're working with somebody or for somebody why you should um, look at setting up networking um, with different companies and things like that. So um, first, the first contract that I got in place um, with the business was with a builder. So that was the first contract that was, was set up originally. Um, so I met about 50 builders all over Queensland. And the reason I chose the builder I've chosen to work with was because they were in the top 10 of builders for Queensland. They build between 450 and 500 properties a year. Uh, they've been in business for 25 years. It's a family um, run and owned business. They are based on the Gold Coast and they build in upcoming suburbs on the Gold Coast, which are um, good investments, uh, good for first time buyers, a lot of infrastructure going in, very easy commute back to Brisbane and also if you wanted to commute down to surface paradise or the gold coast or wherever wherever um they also build um on the sunshine coast as well so geographically what i wanted to do was i wanted to be able to cover a massive area um and have listings all over the place this was so i could put them onto rea and build brand awareness and all that kind of thing and um and that was the reason why I did that. Um, so yeah, so like I say, that fair bit of research and time went into to picking that particular builder, and they're an excellent builder. They've just won an award this year for the best builder in Australia. So obviously, you know, I picked the right right company there to work with. So that was the first contract. Um, and then after that, I started to look into networking with other different types of businesses that weren't real estate related. So I networked with an accountant, um, which um, basically was a Chinese uh, accountant. So they would deal with a lot of Chinese and overseas investors and people that own businesses and things like that. Now, I did pick up 
a couple of listings off the back of that as a referral. So set up a referral system with that accountants. So I've sent them through data um, for leads for them to build up their database for their client base, uh, for their accounting firm. And then they will, you know, send me contacts. Like I think um, on Wednesday, they've sent me through uh, a lawyer quantity survey or somebody like that that I'm going to meet up with on Wednesday at a display home so their networking side of things is good because they've got a decent sized database of clients and you know if they get they're going to recommend a real estate company uh, for investment or that type of thing or if they've got a client that needs somebody uh, to sell a property for them then they're going to recommend my company and um, I, I obviously recommend them and send them uh, data to work on to build up their client base. So it's a win-win situation for everybody. Um, the other thing is as well with that company is that I also um, have them as guest speakers at different events that I'm connected with. So we ran an event earlier on in the year and we had also networked with some solicitors. So the solicitors went to the event um, and they're the top solicitors in Brisbane for um, real estate. So they, they do things like trust, trust account stuff, um, set up trust funds, putting um, properties into trusts and things like that. So basically what that does is make sure that protects the client um, if they're ever taken to court or sued. Um, the help, their home can't be taken off them because it's in trust. So that's exempt from, um, you know, being when you get sued and things like that. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm not a, uh, not a solicitor. So anyway, um, they went along. The other company went along. I got a company that was a finance company. Um, I think I, Aussie, Aussie Home Loans or somebody like that is uh, one of the finance companies. And then another one and who else? Uh, oh, Building and Pass Person, who is super passionate about his job. Um, Seem to have a bit of a uh, an axe to grind there with uh, how things were built and things like that. But from his side of point of view, I mean, you know, sometimes when properties get built, they're not quite the way they should be built. And if he's got to do an inspection, and, and you know, it probably drives him crazy that um, they're not built to a standard that they need to be built to. But you know, he's not a builder at the end of the day. Sometimes people cut corners and all the rest of it, and it's not a perfect world. So, um, yeah, so I try and get a, a decent collection of people that are involved in the sales process for real estate. So, you've got you know, you need a solicitor, you need an accountant, uh, you need to have a building and pass done a lot of the time if you're you know, you're going to buy something. Um, so you know these these people sort of mix together quite nicely and give a lot of advice which is what i try and do is with the client is 
I say, okay, you know, I can advise you on um, selling your property or buying a, a new property or something like that. But I also like to recommend if you haven't got uh, a decent accountant, this is a good accountant. And if you haven't got a, a solicitor, this is a solicitor. And obviously, we'd always say, you know, best practice is to have uh, somebody doing a building and pest and all that kind of thing. So, you know, and we also try and bring an element of charity as well. So you've got the uh, Masonic charity hand, held, uh, hand heart pocket that came along to the uh, last event that I did in March. Um, and then, of course, I do some networks. And that brings me on to networking with companies that also work in real estate, but they work in a slightly different area. So you might want to network with people that work in commercial real estate or something like that, or they're based in a different part of the city or what have you. Um, so I've networked with a company called Synergy International, which is quite a specialized business. It sells on-site management um, businesses. So to give you an example, it's not, it's not a mainstream um, business in real estate that people know much about. An on-site manager runs a complex and is probably going to be about 50, 60, possibly 70 townhouses or units or something, apartments in the complex. The on-site manager basically manages the rent roll within it, so they've got their own little rent roll within the complex. And any issues that come up, plumbing issues, um, maintenance, um, groundskeeping sort of stuff. They look after it basically, and they manage. Um, they manage the complex. That's what they do. They live on site a lot of the time. They bought a property on site, um, so they probably own a unit or something like that, and they live there. And they and they make sure that everything runs smoothly for the people that for the residents that live in that complex. So this company, Synergy International, sells on-site management rights. So they actually sell businesses. Um, and what that's, that's a, a mixture of commercial and residential. And because I've trained on-site managers to be salespeople in the past in a previous job, they wanted me to be in connection with them so they could offer that as a, a another service that they do. And they would also then give me um, listings from the on-site managers and referrals and things like that. So again, this is um, business mainly on the Gold Coast, but it could be anywhere really, to be honest. So, yeah, so I'm mixed with people that can give me business and are happy to give me business. And then we also set up a uh, referral system with businesses where, you know, if they do find us a buyer, um, we do a $10,000 referral fee. If it's a house and land package or something like that, they get sold to an investor or what have you. So try and make sure that it's worth their while. You know, I'm either giving them data free of charge that they can then use to um, contact to build up their business or um, I'm doing some work on their behalf or I'm actually paying them a referral fee and then the next people that I've um, networked with is developers so 
the developers don't want to do sales. They they want to be developers, so they'll they find a site they, that they are in the process of developing, and it's probably going to be something like townhouses or something like that. And then they want a real estate agency to come in. Um, where I what I tend to do with them is you know we sort out a marketing budget, um, and you've got a mixture of developers that are actually farm out sales side to multiple businesses and don't pay for any advertising or marketing and then you might have an exclusive deal with a particular um, developer where you're the only agents in there that are going to sell um, for your business for that company which is ideally what you want you know you don't want to be sharing the listings with multiple agencies because chances are you're not going to sell as much in there and yeah it's just it's, it's just a conflict of interest really to be honest i don't think it's worth worth the time like i i've got a, an exclusive deal with one particular developer that wants me to sell about 81 properties in the, in the new year and then i've got another developer that's approached me to sell 132 but he's also using other companies so you think oh 132 is better than 81 but well is it because if he's using five companies to sell that then you know how many of those properties am I actually going to end up selling so is it going to be worth my time by the time they've been advertised all over the place with other businesses <clears throat> so you have to take that sort of thing into account but you definitely need to <clears throat> network with developers because developers um, could always give you new business all the time and they're always looking um, to do a new development and that's listings on tap. Exactly like um, exactly like the builders. The builders, it's an ongoing process. They're always building in new areas, new suburbs and things like that. So it, it doesn't end, it's, it's continuous. Well, from a, a real estate agency's point of view, to have listings continuously all the time is a win-win because a big part of the, the job which I probably mentioned before is prospecting and getting listings in and things like that and, and listings lead to more listings and it's the game is whoever's got the most listings wins well if you've got a developer and think of your 80 listings then you've got a builder that builds four or five hundred properties you're laughing aren't you you've always got listing them so you're okay um, and then you know you've got your normal residential stuff if you want to you want to do that you've got time it's one of those things where if you're working on a lot of stuff all at once then it might be that you've got to employ somebody else and work, work with somebody else or you might have to employ a few people depending on the situation so yeah so in Queensland, um, you know, there's a bit of red tape. You've got to have a full license. You've got to have insurance. Um, so there's, you know, there's some hoops to jump through to make sure you're complying with what's needed. But once you've jumped through the hoops, then you're pretty much you, you you're good. Um, so yeah, so I've networked with um, developers, builders, other. Um, companies that work in real estate, people that work in finance as well, that was, I was going to mention, 
um, part of the thing with selling house and land packages is you need a good finance guy so you've got to find somebody that can get people through the finance so that can be a bit hit and miss um, finding a decent finance person uh, I think I've got a decent one now we're going to test him out a bit more and see how he goes but yeah you definitely need to um, have somebody who works in finance in your back pocket um, so yeah so it's a it's a mixture it's a it's a combination of, of different people that all sort of they're all in a funny sort of way they're all kind of working for you the builders working for you because the builder builds the houses the developers working for you because they go out and find um, a new location to develop and build properties on to for them for you to sell the uh, the accountants got clients that they want to impress with oh well you know we can help you with this as well the solicitors doing the same kind of thing um, you, you know they're, they're sort of saying okay well we want to protect your assets by implementing um, you know trust accounts or whatever it whatever it might be so they're all sort of working to a similar kind of goal which is to um, help their clients protect the clients uh, I mean the building pest guy 100% he's protecting people that's what his job is basically is to check to see if that building meets the regulations it's supposed to meet and there's no issues with it because um, once you've bought something and you know you bought it you know what I mean so you've got to make sure that it's it's uh, it's commercially viable as well you know so yeah so they all link into each other and then there's you know international stuff whereby if you go in to go to an expo overseas or something like that and you know you might be mixing with real estate companies from different parts of the world and things so I've also networked with people in America as well and you know and that's an opportunity there to build your brand overseas sell to overseas investors all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of there's a lot of different opportunities when you when you network I think you know you, you you're casting your net far and wide because you can't just rely on Oh, I'm going to advertise on REA and Domain and oh, I'm just going to you know stick everything on social media and hope for the best it, it doesn't really work like that because yes you can advertise on REA but you know you can have not a lot of comeback with that not a lot of um, inquiry um, if it's something that's not that desirable that you're advertising social media can be hit and miss sometimes you've got to constantly feed that beast you've got to constantly um, give information out all the time videos pictures um, podcasts uh, all sorts of different things to keep people interested you know all the time so I mean I networked with a lady that's a psychologist got a PhD who does um, psychological mind training just because she was quirky and interesting and uh, somebody could do some mentoring so you know I put her onto the social media page we you know that sort of thing keeps people interested because that's somebody unusual it's not all about real estate it's somebody's doing something else 
um, it's coming at it from a different angle, from a psychological angle. So I'm always constantly trying to innovate and keep things interesting. But when it comes down to it, if you've got good relations with other businesses and things like that, they're gonna they're gonna help you. They're gonna say, "Oh, look, you know, um, we know somebody that's in real estate. Um, we recommend this particular company because." We've had nothing but good experiences with them, um, and they've they've helped us out. So you know we feel inclined to help them out, and that's human nature. <laughs> People don't like getting things for nothing. Somebody's sat there and they've emailed you lead after lead, and you know you picked up some new clients, or you you've ended up with a uh, a database um, that you can use to market to. Um, or you know they put you in connection with another business that they they might not do a lot of business with you, but the company that you set them up with they might do. You know, so I think that's that's what it's all about. I think the networking side is very important, and I think you need to um, need to think about that. You know, I mean it's all well and good. Um, you know, doing your normal residential sales and, you know, being known in a suburb as, yes, this this bloke or this woman is, you know, the best in the suburb, wherever the suburb is, and getting your face on a, um, you know, on a billboard or a bus stop or something like that. But if you network with the local businesses as well, you're everywhere then. And even if you go a bit further afield, that can't hurt. So depends on how you do business and where you do business. Um, traditionally, as I said before, real estate agents tend to stay in a particular area in the suburb and, and that's the way it's sort of been for, for you know, forever. Um, because it's very hard to sort of, if you've got a, if you, if for example, if you're in Brisbane and you've got, you know, you're working out of an office that's based on the south side, uh, and you get a listing on the north side, that is gonna hour, add on multiple hours to your day because you're gonna have to drive to the north side and then do your job up there and then drive back to the south side to do your notes in your office and whatever. So it's um, it's not something that people wanna do. They, they If they live in an area, they wanna network in the area, they wanna sell properties in the area, they wanna be close to home, they don't want to have to um, travel that far and I'm speaking from experience, I have so you know, had a, a job on the south side and then ended up by chance having listings on the north side and I had to go and do it. Um, but to be fair, travelling doesn't really bother me that much so I, I'm not really fussed either way. I'm like, well, you know, I'll go where the work is. I mean, that's why I cover a large geographical area and then I, you know, work with other people that are not located near to where I live because that way it's sort of like well I can cover a bigger area and if I can't cover it then I'll, I'll employ somebody to cover it or I'll um, partner up with somebody that can cover it or whatever so I don't want to turn any work away um, I want to you know I want to sell volume at the end of the day I want to sell as many properties as, as possible in as little a time as possible and things like that so I'm um, not your uh, average real estate agent to be fair I'm sort of looking at it like well 
there's a lot of business to be had out there and you should go where the business is so if there's going to be more business on the gold coast or it's easier to sell properties on the gold coast then sell properties on the gold coast if that means you've got to work with somebody on the, who lives on the gold coast to pick up the slack then that's what you do you do what what's necessary to succeed at the end of the day and i you know i don't want to be limited as to where I, where I can do business and where I can't. I mean, obviously, I can't do business in different states because I've only got a license for Queensland. But that doesn't mean I can't network with people that are based in other states who might find uh, interstate investments. Uh, people that are like, oh yes, I live in Melbourne or Sydney or whatever, but I'm, I'm looking to buy uh, some investment properties in Queensland because. Uh, Price-wise, it's very reasonable. I can own multiple properties in Queensland, multiple rents, um, and it's an up-and-coming market, and I can make a decent profit on that. Well, there you go. So, I, I've been out and um, flown out to Melbourne recently. I met with ten different real estate agencies, sent them uh, referral agreements and things like that. And that's one of those things where you know it's probably you're not going to be at the top of their mind uh, because they're they're in Melbourne the end of the day but um, if they do have a client says look I'm gonna move to Queensland or whatever at least they know somebody in Queensland that can help them you know they can say oh well we, we do actually know um, a real estate agency in Queensland that might be able to help you find a property um, either a brand new one or they might act as a buyer's agent for you or something like that um, you know which is offering a better service to their clients ultimately and then if they do have a client that wants to buy investment properties in Queensland, then again, it'll be a referral um, system in place and they'll be paid a percentage out of the commission that turned. So, you know, I, I like to play fair with people. So, yeah, so I, I think you've got to really push the envelope, push the limits uh, and networking's a big part of that. And, and that's the... And that's the Thing where you network with enough people and it will pay off you've just got to persevere um, you know it might seem a bit pointless at the time you know you think, well I've run this developer up loads of times when's he actually going to build these properties what's he doing uh, you know or I've, I've sent this accountant uh, I don't know 5,000 leads in a database and you know when am I going to get a listing out of him contacted this solicitor and I've done this that and the other and when's the solicitor gonna recommend me you know whatever at the end of the day they will recommend you and they will talk about you because you have put the effort in with them so it might take a while for it to get going um, but when it does get going then you know that's business you haven't had to go out and get because the prospecting side is super time consuming. You know, if you're gonna do it the old school way, let's go knock on some doors, let's go jump, knock out some junk mail, let's uh, cold call some people and irritate them. You're gonna do that versus, oh, uh, my accountant told me about you. Um, so straight away, you know, well, somebody's recommended you to, to Joe Bloggs 
a real estate agent is a real estate agent at the end of the day. Real estate agents, uh, most of the time, in their eyes, can't be trusted. I mean, unless they're sort of like, oh, well, I bought the house from, you know, Bob Smith. So I thought I'd sell the house with Bob Smith because he's still going and I've seen his flyers. Or I always use Bob Smith to sell and buy my houses, whatever. You know, what, that, that might be the case, but to be fair, unless Bob Smith's really good at keeping in touch with people, they don't really give a monkey's toss who he is. Um, they'll just go with whoever's available at the time and whoever they like the look of and tells them what they want to wear as in oh yes you're gonna sell your house for a million dollars even though it's only worth five hundred thousand you know at the end of the day that's how people are that's 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 how they work that, that's why people do listing presentations and they over promise and under deliver because they're like well i'm desperate to get the listing i'm just going to tell this bloke what he wants to hear now so i get the listing you know or you know, the bloke's gone to see his accountant. He's thought, I'm thinking of selling my house, um, you know, uh, at tax time or whatever. Have a little chat with the accountant just in passing. So, yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm actually thinking of selling my house. What do you think I should do with when I sell it? Do you think I should buy two properties? Or do you think, um, you know, what would you advise that I do with my money? Blah, 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 or whatever. And he's like, oh, you're thinking of selling, are you? Oh, well, we don't know a, a good agent. Well, straight away there, you, you know, you've got a recommendation from somebody that the person trusts. So they're going to oh, at least give you a look, at least let you do an appraisal. Um, you know, which, if you've got a, you know, you're working with a decent accountant or somebody like that, then, you know, it's probably going to be a high-end property. Um, so, yeah. So... I would definitely say that networking um, is very important if you're going to have your own real estate agency um, and you're going to you want to build a business long term and and, uh, and be successful and and help other people to be successful as well. You know, because there's a lot of businesses out there that are struggling. Because um, it is it is tough times. I mean, I would say Australia is a lot easier place to get on I mean most people here seem to be middle class and there doesn't seem to be you know particularly poor individuals um, in comparison to other parts of the world it's a very easy country I mean it's a massive country underpopulated uh, everybody gets paid a decent whack I mean if you compare it to the USA for example if you if you're gonna go out and um, work in, um, in the service industry in America you, you, you know you, you're not going to get paid very much per hour so you're going to rely on tips whereas here um, at least somebody that works in a restaurant isn't getting paid peanuts so they don't have to desperately rely on tips I mean they're probably not getting paid a fortune and they probably want a tip to be fair, I think you should tip them, but it's not, you know, let's hold a gun to your head and you've got to charge you 10 or 20% on top of your bill anyway and just live with it. Like, in, you know, when I went to New York, it was a bit strong. Even the taxi driver wanted a tip. It's like, mate, that's not how it works in real life, you know. 
I pay for the fare, which is what the fare is. I don't give you a tip on top. I mean, did you drive the car any differently? Have you got a flying car? No, you didn't. You just drove the car. It's not the sort of industry where you tip, really, to be fair. Um, well, I don't know when you tip a taxi. I mean, would you ta t tip an Uber driver? I don't think so. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, getting off, getting off topic here. So, so yeah, networking, you know, you're helping somebody build their business up. They're going to help you build yours up. And there's safety in numbers at the end of the day. If you, um, if you're working with um, multiple companies and all that kind of thing, then you're, um, you're protecting yourself, aren't you? You know? Plus the other thing is, there's chances they'll give you some free advice. Um, you know, if you've got a sister, you've got a good uh, relationship with and you come up against anything, any legal issues, that bloke might spend, uh, or woman might spend an hour of their time having a chat to you um, for free because they know you personally and you've you've done a lot of business with them. You know, you've been involved with their company for a couple of years and you take an active interest in their company, so they're gonna like, well, we'll just have a bit of a chat, shall we, and see if I can give you a bit of advice. Same with the accountants. The accountants will, you know, perhaps do your books a bit cheaper or um, give you a bit of advice for nothing or suggest something that they might not have normally suggested because they, you know, they, they, they value your company and your time and they, they wanna help you out a bit. Same with the building in Pascal. The building in Pascal might say, look, you know, um, just give you a heads up with this uh, contract you've got in place with this developer, the builder they're using. Um, I've, I've had, a, done a, had a quick look at the specifications and, you know, they've missed this. Well, whatever. So it's just sort of something there where, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. It's one of those situations to try and help each other out. So yeah, so I definitely think that networking, um, casting your net as far and wide as possible, overseas, interstate, different parts of the city, different industries, um, anything that's gonna generate business for you, improve your um, company's reputation and help others build their business up as well. I think that's, I think that's important. The other thing that I, I do um, quite a bit as well, which I probably haven't mentioned, is um, LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, at some point, I don't know, I never took LinkedIn that seriously, um, seems to have changed to Facebook. So basically just ripped off everything that Facebook do. Do you want to post something, bang, away you go. Um, do you want to put pictures on or whatever. So I do go on LinkedIn a fair bit. Now, to be honest, with LinkedIn, it's a bit of a hit and miss situation because you've got people that are always trying to sell you something. So, but it might be something useful. So I think I found two social media guys through LinkedIn and I'm in the process now of, of trial running them and, and testing them and, and all the rest of it. So, 
so yeah, so LinkedIn can be useful. I mean, you get a lot of, uh, you know, oh, we work in the Philippines and do you want to outsource admin work to us? And that's, that's probably a good idea, to be honest. But uh, the price does not seem that cheap. I, I think, in all honesty, I could probably employ an Australian for not much more. So it's different things like that, but then that it could be data storage or it could be a CRM system or whatever. There's a lot of people out there that are trying to get business from you, um, which you can then network with directly through LinkedIn and see if you can find something out of Like I have found developers on there and people like that. So it's a mixed bag. And I will say networking with other real estate agencies is a bit of a non-starter because there's a trust issue there. There's always going to be a trust issue with real estate people. They, they seem to think that you're out to steal their listings or screw them in some way or another um, because that's probably what their experience has been with working with other listings, with other people with uh, doing conjunctions and stuff like that. So, yeah, you've got that aspect of it where it's sort of like, uh, you know they're not really getting getting the point of this and they're stuck in their little franchise world and you know they can't really sort of see past that and it's like well you know why would I do this with you and when I'm working my little world I don't want to get involved with that so yeah that side of it is a bit frustrating because you just think well look mate you know um, I could actually help you out a lot if you played the game but you, um, you've got some trust issues here. But yeah, you know, I think part of it is is using um, LinkedIn for brand awareness as well, because you can put on uh, podcasts, you can put videos on there, um, you can talk about your listings that you've got, um, you can put your website up there, uh, you know, network with people that may be a bit more high-end that want to buy investment properties or something like that so you know it's it's got potential it has got potential LinkedIn um, and I have made a few connections out of it that have been not too bad but I I've sort of spent the last few months building up the connections I mean I used to have like a handful of people and I, I go on it I wasn't bothered about it didn't really make much sense to me I was sort of like well this is just you know who cares kind of thing you know so oh, LinkedIn go away but I built up over 3,000 contacts I mean, made contacts with people from America with one guy I know in particular I think he's got 26,000 or 28,000 contacts on LinkedIn well to be fair that's a little database you know that is a little database you've got and it's an international database probably as well you've probably got people from all over the world looking at what you're doing so why not use that to your advantage and start to pull information on there about your company and what you do and you never know who's gonna who's gonna look at that and go oh yeah we could actually uh, we could actually use this person to, to do something or It is funny though because that is all it is. It's sort of just like, oh, please buy my thing, whatever it is. I desperately need you to buy this thing off me, you know. And it, and, and of course, 
you know, there's, there's a few things on there that you, you probably do want to buy, you know, but there's a lot of stuff out there that you just don't care, you know, less about, you know, with like a security company that sells CCTV cameras or something, and, or, you know, a company that manufactures things in China, well, you know, if you don't need anything manufacturing in China, it's a bit of a pointless conversation. So, it's it's hit and miss, but I still think it's probably worth pursuing, and um, I think it might be, you know, the next thing after Facebook to where, you know, you can advertise and market on there, and, and maybe get some new business out of it. see how it goes so yeah my advice I've probably said this 3,000 times now but you know I'm bored and I'm driving back and I might as well you know fill up as much time with a with a long podcast because I did a few short podcasts just just to give you an idea why I do short podcasts as well recently is because my wife likes to ring me every single time I'm in the middle of a podcast and that's why it just cuts off because I actually make the podcast on my phone. I'm using um, this app called Anchor. And that's what she does. She just calls me at random times. And I'm trying to do a little podcast about something or other. Because, you know, I'm new to doing podcasts. I don't normally do them. And, um, and yeah, she, um, she just rings me up. And, of course, that cuts it off. And there's no real way of getting it back or, you know... If there is a way of stitching another one to another one, I don't know how to do that, and I really don't care enough to bother to do that. You know, um, all I can do is apologise if if uh, if it cuts off. That's all I can. That's all I can do. Because um, I, I, until I get to grips with it a bit more, I really don't know how to fix it. To be honest with you. So yeah. Um, just a bit of uh, trivia stuff there with uh, being married and being, you know, when your wife stalks you on a day-to-day basis. Where are you now? What are you doing? Uh, you know, have you run off with a hot blonde? No, I haven't. Um, I'm trying to do a podcast. Can I? Can you give me a break? No, I, I've got to ring you up and see what side your hair's parted. Anyway, um... Yeah, so networking is is a big thing for me. I don't know if it's going to be a big thing for you and your business and stuff like that, but I do recommend that you, you look into it. Um, a lot of it might be a hiding to nothing, um, but some of it could pay off and, and turn into business, and it certainly won't hurt you. It should help you. Just... Don't overinvest too much time into it if you're time poor. So if you you are running your own business or you're um, doing a business where you you know you, you're doing a lot of hours and doing a lot of running around um, and you haven't got the kind of time to do it, maybe just say right, I'm just going to do you know two hours a week or something or an hour a week to focus on networking and I'll ring a few businesses up that are local to me or I'll, I'll make sit and make some connections on LinkedIn um, or whatever, you know. 
don't um, don't do a lot of running around for stuff that's not going to pay off for a long length of time because um, ultimately you've got to focus on your, your core business whatever that core business might be you know you haven't really got time to speak to 28 solicitors and see if you can you know find one that's gonna actually endorse your product or service um, so yeah I would my suggestion would be to um, just you know still network but, but prioritize your core business um, unless your core business is selling business to business then you've got to network anyway so um, yeah so yeah that's I think that'll do for today's podcast we're at the uh, round about the 45 minute mark and I've honestly run out of things to say now about networking. I think you get the gist that I've networked with people from all over the world. Um, and I'm, I'm always trying to give something back. You know, I, I'm offering a referral fee. I'm sending data out to people. I'm um, recommending them to each other to work with. You know, I'm saying, well, this, this is a good accountant, this is a good developer, this is a good builder, um, whatever, you know. So, I think that's, I think that's the, the most advice I can give today, um, is that's a good way to um, help to build up your business and improve your rep- reputation. And uh, yeah, and, and basically, yeah, don't think of just, what you can get out of people but think what you can do for people as well Um, because that goes a long way for people and it it does help to improve your reputation overall so thank you very much for listening Uh, the website is www.myrealestateadvisor.com.au my mobile number is 0434695789 Australia and uh, email address is info at myrealestateadvisor.com.au but yeah so enjoy the rest of your day um, if you've been listening to this at night time to help you get off to sleep listening to my lovely monotone voice I hope that's worked and you're asleep now um, I've almost put myself back to sleep driving back talking around the cobblers but yeah anyway Thanks very much for your time um, and um, enjoy the rest of your day or the rest of your evening. All the best. Cheers. Bye-bye.